0: All right, have a good morning. Today, Sunday, the third of Menachemav. we are starting the Pedic Yud Aleph, the 11th chapter of Igeres Hatshuva. And a quick intro, and by Hashgacha Pratis, we learned Shabbos morning, yesterday morning, a Maimon of the Rebbe that is Mamish speaking about these themes and was very uh, fundamental and deep and meaningful, etc. The al established that there are two levels of tshuva, chuva ilah, tshuva tata. And we left off last week explaining that the tshuva ilah, tshuva tata theme, and the first three chapters themes of there being the Ikara chuva and then there being a tshuva Shalema we connected one with the other. If a person is doing the basic tshuva, for the person simply not to get judged or punished, for that the person... Do- need not even experience harata even if a person doesn't regret the person saying from now on i'm doing the right thing that's good enough but in order for a person to be loved by hashem the way he was loved before then it's not enough that the person simply makes a resolution i'm not repeating my mistake the person has to do what we would consider when we speak about tshuva that has to be harata involves a certain amount of bitterness certain amount of reflection, a certain amount of um, self-humility. And that's something that's difficult. Likewise, when we learned in the second part of Hegedes HaTshuva, that there's something called Shuva Tata. and Shuva Tata means is that when we sin, we take our hay, which is a piece of God that's within ourselves, and we invest it in the area of sin, as we'll expound in a moment, Shuvah would mean, i got to bring the hay back. i got to put the hay back in its place. That's accomplished only through an avaydah of meridus. A person has to be humble. A person has to acknowledge that they made a mistake in a way that they feel broken. If they don't undergo this, so to say, painful step in Shuvah, they will not successfully bring the lower hay back. The higher Shuvah, amazingly, Shuvah law the the replacing of the higher hay is not done through bitterness it's done dafke b'simcha. and what we so let's just go into this concept of in, investing the lower hay in the place of klipa, and investing the higher hay in the place of klepa so there ever word it's like this when hashem made the world the creation of the world was a choice that god made which is a very important point The way we spoke out yesterday, because many people, anyone who thinks, will acknowledge that the world started from a beginning. And from that beginning came everything else. So why not let's call that beginning God? God is that which came at the beginning. So when people who deny the religious God, but they're not big bang, and that bang came from, let's say, a, a particle. So they also believe in God, it began from something, something that always was, and that always, that which always was, had everything in the world in it, and everything evolved from that. The reason why this is not belief in God is because they mistakenly think that that particle got big banged without a choice, it's something that happened, Accident. it just happened. The the emuna in God is that that which came in the beginning chose for everything to come from it. And really that changes everything. It's also the difference whether we refer to God as an it or whether we refer to God as a he. The reason why we refer to God as a he, not he, not she, he meaning he and not it, is because we can't define God. But we see God had a preference, God had choices. God chose one over the other. So an entity that has preferences, that has intelligence, that has connections, that has emotions, we can relate to that. It's a relatable God. Indeed, we are created in God's image. And that goes on a whole big, deep point maker that even though in Hasidus and in Kabbalah we refer to God or to godliness as light, oid ein sof, the Rebbe writes that in one nekuda it's not a correct muscle because the light from the sun happens automatically. The sun doesn't choose to give off light. God chose to give off light. It did not need to be that way. And therefore, even though there was no time created yet, but kasem- conceptually, there was a time where there wasn't any light. There was only God. There was God before creation. Now when God created and God chose. If, since we know it was a choice. The next step is. Why did God choose? It's something that happens. with that. There's no questions. It happens. But if and being that. We know that God chose to create. Why did he create? It must be because he wanted something. So here are the words of the Rebbe. Whatever God wanted, when God gets that, God gets pleasure. And what did God want? What does God want? God wants for Jews, for the Jewish people to learn Titan and to keep mitzvahs. So the pleasure of creation, the desire of creation is connected, not to all of creation, it's connected to Yiddishkeit. There are many things in the world that are neutral and there are many things in this world that are actually the opposite of Yiddishkeit. The reason why God created them as well is because a big pillar in Yiddishkeit is that when we keep mitzvahs, we should also choose the mitzvahs. God chose to create. God has that freedom of choice. God needed, so to say. God wanted for us to have freedom of choice. So there has to be an option of doing something which is not what God wants. But God never wanted that. So let's use the words, there's what God wanted, and there's what God, so to say, needed. What God desired. God desires mitzvahs. God doesn't desire anything in the world that's the opposite of mitzvahs. God needed for that to exist, because in order for us to have freedom of choice, that option has to be there. Which means, that Abba says, that before Adam sinned, if a person were to do anything against the will of God, they would never experience pleasure. We would never get pleasure from doing something sinful because all pleasure is God. God is the source of pleasure. God only has pleasure from my mitzvahs. God has no pleasure from my sins. So theoretically, when I sin, I should not experience pleasure. Passion, pleasure, anything that's connected to what we call kesed. Does not exist theoretically in the lu'umazah. The za'ummaza is only in the 10th spiris. That which is above the 10 sphiras cannot have a lu'ummaze because there is no godly passionate fire for anything sinful. However, when Adam sinned, you know what sin did? Sin imbued pleasure in sin. Think about that. And that's exactly what we are speaking about when we're, when we're talking about that the hay of God got this place. The, 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 the concept of pleasure was never to be experienced through sin in the world that God made. When a person sins, what they do is, is that they invest pleasure in sin. And now, from now on, whenever that person sins, they will actually enjoy the sin. Which makes it a lot harder not to sin. When Mashiach will come and everything will go back to the way it was in the beginning. Plus, we will always have freedom of choice, but we, would, we won't experience any pleasure, and therefore we won't have a taiva to sin. When Chazal tells us that Ezra, the Seifer he made a 72-hour fast, and he accomplished during the when we just built a second base amigdash, that the taiva for avodah zara was removed from the world. We don't have a taiva to serve avodah zara, and if a person serves an idol, they don't get pleasure. So we still have the mitzvah of not to serve idols, but it's an easy mitzvah to keep. We have a choice. Why is it an easy mitzvah to keep? We gotta go bow down to Buddha. It won't do anything for you. It won't help you. You will You won't enjoy it. When Moshiach will come, that will be all the sins will be that way. The only place where you will be able to experience pleasure is when you're doing a mitzvah. Imagine such a world. And we all we all want to experience pleasure. So we're, we're going to be mitzvah seekers. Even wow. Shalai Lushma. Wow. wow. So chuva means, forget about me and God. Let, let me put myself at the end. That whenever we sin, we, we do a cosmic... Damage. We invest this power of pleasure in sin, and every time we do tshuva, what a tshuva accomplishes, aside of me personally getting closer to God, is we take away that godliness of pleasure and desire. We take it out from sin. We bring it back to where it belongs. It means every time you do tshuva, you make it easier for me, not to sin. Or God forbid, in the reverse, the more mankind is involved in certain sinful activities, the more taiva is given in that area. So one of the tragic mishugasan of our time, the last moment of Golos, all of it's mad, is that they're advocating whether it is a same-sex marriage, or they're advocating all sorts of mishugasan and cross-dressing, all of that is, is not the way they say that there's a, the more people indulge in that area the more tithe goes into that area and then therefore the harder it is to abstain from that area the cause is our bad choice whenever we choose to do a sin we take something holy within us that goes especially to a yid that we have the God's name in us and we invest it in the sin the sin was never meant to have within it bechlal pleasure and in the positive, every time we do chuva, we're doing a real tashuv. Now there is the lower hay and the higher hay. And that's the point. How do you take out the pleasure in the in, in So there's two, two, two there's two types of chuvas, and they have opposite things in them. Lower chuva can only happen. What's the opposite of pleasure? You can say pain. When a person feels pain from the fact that they sinned, that pain breaks the pleasure. That's why the Alter Rebbe is saying that the lower tshuva, dafka, is you know, we're taking on and 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 the part of Yom Kippur where we're 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 crying and we're bitter and we're broken and we're humbled. We are being metzamtsim ourselves. Something needs to break, because the pleasure is being held in a container. We got to break the container. You break the container, so the feeling dis- dissipates. The higher level of tshuva. Which is the connected to Bina, dafka has to be a ple- experiencing pleasure in Yiddishkeit, and specifically davening and learning. That when a Yid daven's the way they're supposed to, and they feel close to God, that feeling of oneness, that very that's a very deep level of pleasure, being connected to my source. I came home, ain't pleasure, or the joy that we have the simcha shel mitzvah of learning Torah. You see that? So, the more pleasure you experience in holiness, that also takes back the pleasure from all the other Narashkaiten that that never should have been pleasurable to begin with. That's why there's a Hayyomim, there's a beautiful Hayyomim that says that once we reach a certain level, we have to know that if we're going to enjoy the steak, we're not going to enjoy learning Taito. We don't get to have it all. We don't. Al Pidim. If you're, if you're keeping the mitzvahs, you're a good Jew. But once you get to a higher level, there's only that amount of pleasure that we are able to experience. And the quality of pleasure by Kedusha is even greater than this world. But you gotta, you got to know where to invest it in Either you'll enjoy this, if you experience pleasure in something that's moistness, even if it's not sinful, that will diminish our spiritual experience with godliness. It's one or the other. And we are determining from what I will get my Hanau of life. So the Altarebbe now, Perik Yudalif, is is saying the Gavaldik, he's saying that, think about it, if Tshuva Tata is done by me breaking bitter myself because I enjoyed, I was invested in something sinful and Tshuva allows dafka to experience joy, how can you have two opposite feelings? So first of all, the Alte Rebbe quoted this awesome Likuti, that the Tano, Rabu Loza ve it says that when he heard a teaching of the Rashbi about what happened when the temple was destroyed. It was such a deep teaching that at the same time he was filled with joy because he was enlightened. He heard a psanu concept, but then Hitaka understood how terrible the khurban was. So he was broken from the khurban. So the lashing in the Zayet is is that his mouth on one end smiled and the other end frowned. In other words, that he was such a great human being that he was able to experience joy and sadness at the same time because as long as they come from opposite sources it's not a needed to have them at the same time he got the joy from learning Torah he got the pain from the Khurban Abais it came from two different sources same thing the Altered says of if theoretically greater people can have both levels of tshuva at the same time at the same time a person can be broken by the fact that I was invested in unholiness in the past I'm I'm celebrating my godly soul and my potential of being connected to God with the pleasure and with the joy the way God wants. However, most people are unable to contain two opposite feelings at the same time. So that's the, the, the Dal is reiterating something we learned in L'Kotiyah Yamanim. We are to designate times to be bitter. And according to Hasidus, not when we daven, davening is misimcha, tikun chatzois, designate a time. And at night, before you go to sleep, to spend a moment and to be broken and bitter for the mistakes of the past. And then the we gotta have the of simcha and imbue our prayers with joy. We gotta learn how to love david and how to love learning. And that's the highest level of Chubba. The When we get into that world, all of our investment and all of the pleasure that we think we get from anything other gets smaller. And that's the best place to be. So then doing what God wants becomes easier and easier. Shkoyech.